This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Little post-game reaction. The first one of the season. And Mike, it's one of those games where you just want to forget about the game, to be completely honest. Especially offensively yeah uh two years in a row terrible starts of the year um i'm confident this team's fine i'm confident this team is very good it really stinks to lose a divisional game because you went three and three in the division last year and you won went fine but had to go nine and one outside of it and can you do that again are you gonna pull it together and win more than three divisional games this is the road you go on that could end up costing you in terms of if the Ravens end up with 11 wins and then you end up with 11 wins and that's well the division matters and it's also head to head with the Browns in the division so if the Browns are really good and they win 11 games or so oh did you win the other the that also makes the week 18 game super important possibly but you know it's just there's a lot that goes into that where this is probably not a game you want to lose I think I mentioned with the Chiefs is like yeah you could lose that game to the Lions because out of conference. When it comes to tiebreakers, that's one of the games you want to lose. You want to lose your out of conference if you're going to lose anything. So that was the first thought that came to mind. I was just like, man, stinker. You kind of toss it out for where I think or you think the team is this year. I don't think that they suck. But you, you kind of also look at it and go, it's not the game you want to have a stinker. Like have a stinker against like the 49ers and you lose that game. But having a stinker in the division – not great just for tiebreaker rules. Yeah, and I'll start it with this. Obviously, we'll point at the obvious. It's Joe Burrow in the offense, and, and mostly the fingers should be pointed at Joe Burrow. He struggled. You could look at the wide receivers and say they weren't any better. Everybody struggled. He went to T. Higgins eight times, and he didn't have a catch. Um, you know, it's really disappointing. A lot of people could have said with the game plan, the weather's really bad. Why, don't, why aren't you running the ball? Joe Mixon looked encouraging on some of his runs, which seems like yeah. a little bit of optimistic good news. But we'll stay with Joe Burrow right now. It's been a busy 48 to 72 hours for the Bengals front office and Joe Burrow signs the extension. And then you go into a game like this. Everybody knows that Joe Burrow was out for six weeks. He got about four to five practices in. And those reps are telling you right now, practice matters. Training camp matters. Some would say preseason reps for some of the players out there matters. Uh, But unfortunately, you're dealing with the time that you have. And it really felt like they were trying to limit Joe when it comes to mobility. Makes sense. I mean, the weather's not good. He's not. I I don't know what his percentage is on his cap, but healthy enough to be out there. Um, You know, did he just felt like a regular quarterback today? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, 
you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, probably worse than that, but... Um, yeah, this was a terrible game from Joe Burrow. Uh, didn't even pass 100 yards, under 50%, completion percentage, no picks. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it was it was, it was was rough. Um, it felt like he didn't – see, you don't know uh, unless he'll tell you. I It felt more to me like the rain had a bigger effect than the calf where it felt like the ball just wasn't – getting thrown very well from the upper portion of his yeah. body. The lower half seemed okay. Uh, also took a little bit of a beating. I'm sure uh, go back and watch, but I think there were plenty of plays that were close to sacks that he ended up taking some big hits on that. I remember a few. I'm sure there's more. I don't even remember, but uh, I don't think the protection was great. I don't think he was great. And the corners for the Browns won their one-on-one battles against the receivers. This is a team and a defensive coordinator that is not afraid to play one-on-one on the outside and let his guys try to work up front. The Bengals have loved that. They have loved the idea of anybody letting go one-on-one with them. The Browns corners stepped up for the most part. I think there's a few plays that you can look at and go, well, nobody even had a shot on that play because Burrow was very inaccurate on that ball. Um, and I also think T. Higgins had a touchdown. Not Obviously, didn't actually have one. He had a touchdown right there. If Burrow just put it in his stratosphere, but he threw it basically out of bounds. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, that, oh, man, that one did almost feel like, oh, that was a real turning point. No, it wasn't the – that wasn't the third down ball that – uh, T. Higgins didn't come down with, and then they punted on fourth down from plus territory, and or was that into the missed field goal? I don't even remember, but t- tough day from a lot of people, offense and special teams, both. 
haven't really talked too much about special teams, but that was pretty bad today as well. But sticking to the offense, yeah, the terrible game from Burrow, I think you just throw it out. For the most part, almost everything in this game, you throw it out. I wanted to ask you, I don't specifically remember, do you remember any rain games with Joe Burrow? He threw so well in that snow game that um, I never actually, thought this could be an issue. He actually talks about that after the Bills game and, you know, whether was a um, question that they talked on. He said, honestly, the snow doesn't bother him. It's it's the misty rain, anything like that. It just makes it so hard on a quarterback. And look, I'm not trying to make excuses for him because I know the Cleveland Browns had to play through the elements too. Um, but he had, he has mentioned that before. Um, it's just hard. You know, when, when the, the ball's wet, there's monsoon at times, it's misty. Um, it felt like he was going back and forth with the glove and no glove. Um, the weather was changing all throughout the game. And, and again, I, I can't, I have to stop saying weather because I know how people feel about any excuses. Uh, Joe Burrow played his worst game as a Cincinnati Bengal today. And yeah, but the weather did have an effect. Like, yeah. I don't think we need to say it didn't. Yeah, I know. I, I try to be. Reason. I try to. I try to be like right in the middle of everything when it comes to being too hard or, or, or you know, too light. And I think you'll go back and watch the tape, and you'll be like, oh, well, that makes sense. There's, you know, there's more to yeah. this. It's not. It's not always as bad as it looked, or as good as it looked in times when a player didn't have his best game. So yeah. you know, it's just. It's just one of those games. I, the the rea- overreaction after week one, and look. You do not want to be put in an 0-2 hole. I don't want to hear the thing of, oh, they were in that last year. They can bounce back. They went on a 10-game win streak last year. Um, and, and that's very hard to do in the NFL. So the thing is now you go week by week, and you have a huge Baltimore Ravens team coming into town, and that's going to be the main focus. You watch the tape. They go back and watch it on Monday. You throw it out the window, and you focus on a totally different style of defense. I'm not saying it's not, it's not going to get any easier or anything like that when you face the Baltimore Ravens, but that's going to be another challenge. So for me personally, it's just it's unfortunate that Burrow had a game like that um, because, like I said before, when I think of the optimism with the offense, it was definitely Joe Mixon. I felt like they were running the yeah. ball just fine. Do you do you question anything when it comes to the the play calls? Um, I think early on you need to find a way to at least threaten down the field. And after the first drive, it felt like the only thing. And on that first drive as well. So on that first drive and the second drive and maybe even the third drive, all they did was throw the ball underneath. I could think of the flat route to Irv Smith that he got blasted on dropped. You can think of uh, some throws. uh, There were a few slant routes, but it's just that they are hammering that stuff underneath. It has been forever since I've seen a team sell out underneath against the Bengals and not over the top. And the Bengals couldn't take advantage of it. So, Mm -hmm. and that, I mean, that's everybody. They're all this talk about Irv Smith, you know, when the wide receivers can't get open, that's a guy that can go up and he can't get open. And yeah. all this talk about the wide receivers being the best wide receiver trio in the league and the Browns corners outplayed them. So there's a lot of uh, issues there. I think they'll be fine. You know, guys have off games. It felt like almost everybody had the off game today. Every um, team in the North. And they, and, and two oh, of them, yeah. you know, two of them won and they were still, you know, it was, it was all over the place with the offenses, but, but. when it comes to play calling, I, I wanted to open it up and then Burrow's launching some deep balls, just some go balls down the sideline. These guys aren't winning or he's not putting them in a good spot. Um, I, it's tough because I, this team is very, very invested in what they can do passing the ball. And when that is not just like a neutral, not a pot, it definitely wasn't a positive. It wasn't even a neutral. It was a negative when they would go back to throw the ball 
Yeah. So when you've got a negative on what's supposed to be the basis of your offense, I think we start looking at the run game. It's like, well, can we just hammer the run game? Maybe. But what you really want with this run game is to just to punish two high shells and light boxes. They weren't really getting those. They were getting some heavier boxes. And maybe they could have just leaned into it even more. One thing I'll say, all this time they had to talk and think about all these ways they could generate some explosives off of run game from shotgun play action. I don't think we saw a single one. Uh, the closest thing was that T. Higgins deep ball, but that looked like Burrow getting back to – that didn't look like his primary read on it. It looked like he was looking to his right for Jamar Chase, and then he goes to step up and almost looks like I might take off here, but then he sees T open and then missed the throw, but he threw it over there. So that didn't feel like a designed deep ball. That felt more – maybe it was a designed deep ball on the other side, but it, to Higgins didn't feel like that was part of the real design, maybe an alert or something, but it felt more like he saw him late and just kind of tried to fit it in there. Um, didn't see much. So that is something to keep watching for. I'm not going to hold it against them entirely. Maybe they just know, well, our quarterback can't throw the ball right now, so <laughs> we need to figure this out. And they need to figure that out for the future as well. I mean, you can't you can't have a fifty-five million dollar quarterback that just can't play in the rain. You play no. in Cincinnati. No. It does rain. It's yeah. not like you play in a dome or anything like that. And it's say you go to New England week three, or if I look at their actual schedule, you let's see if the Tennessee game, I think is what week five, it rains there. Like if you're going to, it rains in a lot of places. So you need yeah. to be able to figure out how is this offense going to work in the rain. It worked really well in the snow, just trying to run the ball down the other team's throat. I think the Browns defensive line and then defense in general, very ready for this game. And I think their defensive line played tremendous, almost as well as their corners did. And I think what Jim Schwartz was doing with Miles Garrett was Pretty awesome. I thought Zadarius Smith, because of his history, would be the guy that they stand up and rush him over different guys. That was Miles Garrett for them. Yeah. <laughs> they took their freak edge rusher, and they put him over the center, and he got a sack. They put him over the left guard, and he beats him for a pressure. It's like, goodness. When you can move him around and you can scheme up whatever you want for the guy, and he's just going to win every time, that's tough. It's tough. I don't know if any of the offensive linemen had a good game, because I could think of something that went wrong with all of them. Um, just bad bad game uh joe mixon probably your only standout offensive player in terms of he played pretty well he did. Uh, love that run he had a tough run where he lowered his shoulder ran over a guy and stayed on his feet and kept going that was great and there was a whole drive of mixon running the ball and then third and three that was the play deep ball to higgins you miss it but he's been running the ball well the whole game are you just going to go for this and no they Punted. So to get zero points early on when the offense is just stalled out and stalled out, you couldn't get anything when you finally did find a way to move the ball down the field. That was tough. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, some people just want, like, the idea of scheme your guys open. And I think that's just, I don't know, maybe they could have, but it's just – they, in general, believe that their guys are better than the opposing team, and they are almost always right with that, even in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, whenever, when it comes to the passing offense, and they just want to win that way. They don't have to, you know, try to use coverage rules and um, other things to force the defender to make a mistake. It's more so we want to win with our guy uh, going one-on-one, -on -one. And they change this when they face a bunch of two-eye shells. But against single high, they want to just win those one-on-ones. That's why they've got awesome receivers. 
instead of, and that feels more sustainable really than trying to force the defense to have a mental error or a missed assignment or some type of coverage bust in the back on the back end. Uh, Cause that's usually what you see when you see guys running wide open, um, you know, Shanahan's able to get a ton of those, but how sustainable is it, especially for a team that saw that, Hey, they can run the ball pretty well, but they're not really forcing teams to sell out against the run. Yeah. And I do want to add when it comes to the weather um, impact of it, I don't know. I can't, I just can't remember another game that they played with Joe when it was raining to be completely honest. So I don't want to say this was his first rain game or anything like that. I just know that, um, you know, it, it was his worst game as a Cincinnati Bengal. And it's unfortunate. Do I think Joe's going to be fine? 100%. Yeah. If you're reacting to this and saying, this is why you don't, you are absolutely, I, I don't, I don't know what to say right now. I think that reaction is absolutely silly in week one. Um, you know, we did see it last year where Joe struggled early and I know there are two different situations. He had his appendix out and then he had the calf strain. Um, you know, it's a huge game coming up against Baltimore and we'll focus on that later in the week, but overall Joe knows he needs to be better. Zach Taylor knows he needs to be better. We're kind of used to their slow start to be completely honest. Uh, nothing like that is super surprising. It's unfortunate because you want them to get off to a fast start. And with the Cleveland Browns, you do want to just get a little bit of a lead. If you just get a little lead, you can kind of control the ball. Yeah. And- you know, that you, game script went terrible for them, falling behind and just letting those pass rushers tee off. Yeah. Not great because even if the Bengals' offensive line is improved, the defensive line for the Browns is better than the Bengals' offensive line. Mm-hmm. So, especially when it comes to rushing the passer, you didn't want to get in that situation, got in that situation, and it didn't go well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see what happens when uh, they face the Baltimore Ravens. Like I said, doesn't get easier for them. But you know, this is definitely one of those games where you want to throw it away after you watch the tape on Monday. And hey, maybe some of them will watch it on Sunday. Um, but one quick thing before we do close out this pod again, this is a quick reaction pod. Just a couple thoughts before we get to our Tuesdays and Thursdays pod. Uh, credit to the defense. Um, I think of guys like the biggest question mark you can possibly think of was what is the safety room going to look like? Where are the corners, um, you know, getting to the quarterback? Are they going to put pressure on the quarterback this year? And I know this is a very small sample side. And I always kind of say, don't overreact to your your first game of the season or regular season or just early on in general. But I thought the defense played a hell of a game. Yeah. And the when they finally weren't playing that well, it was because they'd been on the field and gas the whole time because the offense couldn't move the ball and they couldn't pick up first downs and give them any breathers. So they're out there so long and eventually that Browns run game wears down on you. Uh, if you can't, you know, give your defense time to recover. I think that was a big issue. Uh, just, just kind of systemic with the offense just falling apart was eventually the defense fell apart a little bit. I think the main difference in this game, neither quarterback threw the ball well, but the Browns quarterback could run and they used that. Uh, there were a few instances. And I think if there's any complaint about the defense, it was just that they didn't fully account for him as a runner a lot of the time. Not a lot, but on a couple occasions they didn't. On the touchdown, I can think of a third down. But credit to them. I thought they played really well. 
And I thought they did a good job against Nick Chubb early on. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the reason they were in the game for so long. The game shouldn't have been as close as it was. When you look at that safety room, I don't think Nick Scott played poorly. And Dax Hill had a pick, and I thought he played pretty well. DJ Turner, I thought he played pretty well when he was in there. Like, I can't point at too many guys on that defense and think, like, yeah, I don't think that guy played too well. Um, Later on, it felt like the Browns' offensive line was able to generate some movement and Mm -hmm. open up some holes. But early on, felt like they played pretty strong. And I thought Trey Henderson came out the gate on fire. His, the first play of the game, he got a quarterback hit. I thought he was doing really well. He drew a holding call later in the game. That, that was actually, I think, on the interception, though, so it didn't matter. Uh, but, you know, I thought he played pretty well, at least early on in the game. Um, can't think of too many other guys to shout out on this defense. But the defense looked pretty good. I thought the defense looked pretty good in this game. I'm not too worried about them. But – I'm not too worried about the offense either. I just think you just throw it all out and you move on. Even though you want to have a take, you want to have a big takeaway from this game. To me, when you look at how this performance went versus how you think the season should go and how this season went last year and the year before, just kind of go, okay, there's some circumstances here and we're just going to throw this one out. I think if I had any concern, it would just be that the Bengals really got outpunted. And that wasn't supposed to be the case with drafting a punter. Uh, I mean, the, we'll go to special teams now. Um, it was an unfortunate, we have to point it out for Adam McPherson, he had a field goal miss. But just in general, when it comes to punting, and yes, he had to punt a lot for his first regular season game, um, that wasn't great. And Charlie Jones was pretty underwhelming too. And I know we kind of yeah. saw that in the preseason. But I would say special teams, there's still some concern and question marks. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. And it was a bad snap, too. So it's like nobody gets away. And a penalty on a special teamer for uh, you know, that out of bounds thing. So yeah, it's like nobody got out of this game clean, really. The defense closest to it. Uh, the punts concern me, though. And I know it's bad weather and you didn't have great snaps and whatever else. But it really felt like when Drew Crispin would get out punted, it was – you know, you get into a, a slobber knocker like that. Like the Bengals were just in with the Browns for most of that game. Yeah. Low scoring, battling for field possession. And then when you're punting from your own 40 and it ends up being a touchback. Now you didn't flip field possession. No. You flipped it 20 yards. And when you've got short punts and the other team's got long punts, you're just making it hard. I know that's not something we always think about too much. There was also a, a kick return, I believe, by Chris Evans that he took to the 15 instead of just – you could take any kick to the 25 now by just fair catching it. So yeah. you really got to feel confident about these kicks you're going to return. Um, so get it to the 15. It was hard for them in the field possession battle because of the special teams. Um, yeah, rough day. And Evan Fierce missed that kick. We'll say, you know, rainy, whatever else. He should still make it. Yep. But – it's just like everybody had an issue. It's like nobody really got out of this game too clean. Yeah, I'll say one quick thing as we're wrapping this up. I think the most important thing right now, and obviously we, we hear more when a team gets back in town and they get back to practice. The thing that I was worried about most in week one, and of course winning is the most important thing, especially if you want to be one of the top teams in the AFC and seeding is extremely important. It's getting out of this game healthy. 
um, because, you know, you have a quarterback, like I mentioned before, he's coming off a, a calf injury. Um, he's playing in his first regular season game or this, I mean, first game of the season, first in action because he didn't see much in, in training camp. Um, that all of that was going to be extremely important when you leave Cleveland. We knew it was going to be tough. It's always just a just a bad mismatch for them. For some reason, Cleveland has their number, but they're always due to have one really bad matchup with the Cleveland Browns a season, and uh, hopefully they can just split with Cleveland. And the good news is you don't have to see them for quite some time in regular season. But we will be back on Tuesday, a longer breakdown of the pod with the Cleveland Browns-Cincinnati Bengals week one, and then back to work as they get ready for week two against the Baltimore Ravens. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.